Welcome to the Empower Podcast by Mitchell. Welcome to the Empower Podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Callahan, and I'm here with Pat Shabanaugh, Senior Vice President of National Accounts and Marketing at GenX. Pat, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Shelly. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on this podcast. So today we're talking a little bit about COVID-19 and the impact that it's had on injured workers and how they get care. Can you give us a macro overview of what you're seeing? All right, Shelley, I think that's a great question. First of all, I'd like to say the healthcare system has become much more complex during this time, which has made the delivery care more difficult. Uh, we have moved from what I would call traditional facilitation of treatment for injured employees to really thinking outside of the box. So some of the examples of issues that we're facing are how to get needed treatment to injured workers in the face of social distancing, or locating physicians that are willing and capable of treating the injured worker, and um, most importantly, motivating the injured worker to ensure they're actively following through on their care plans. Um, in these situations, you know, we're seeing our field case managers do incredible work to move the, the case forward. You know, we are doing things like you know, utilizing our long-term relationships uh, with local medical providers to ensure injured employees continue to receive treatment when other providers have closed their doors. Um, and we have countless examples of our case managers working through multiple channels in order to get the injured worker the treatment needed. Uh, in fact, I know of one example where a case manager contacted seven to eight specialists in order to find one that would see the patient. Um, so truly remarkable work. Um, if the injured worker is not able to physically see a provider, they're arranging for telemedicine options. They're also procuring ancillary services and medical equipment and educating the injured uh, employees about home exercise programs, especially those whose surgery has been delayed due to uh, the COVID-19 crisis. So overall, our nurses are doing an incredible job of really thinking outside of the box to, to move these cases forward. Absolutely powerful. I, I, I'm loving to hear all these stories. Um, you mentioned surgeries being delayed. Um, do you expect longer term impacts of this? For example, um, it, could those surgeries or those delays in treatment lead to delayed return to work times? Absolutely. Um, I believe this is one of the biggest initial risks of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, because of the shelter-in policies in many states, some injured workers have either opted to delay treatment or can't receive treatment due to provider availability. So once the shelter-in restrictions have been lifted, I think you're going to see pent-up demand for treatment, which could cause delays in provider scheduling, and this is absolutely going to extend claims and claims duration. Um, so it, it could uh, absolutely be a problem. The other concern revolves around the unemployment crisis in the United States right now due to this uh, COVID-19 issue. If an employee or injured worker has been eliminated or is perceived to be at risk of losing their job, there could be less motivation for a release to return to work. So some things to think about with this, to combat this claims duration issue, 
Um, the best approach is to utilize your clinical resources that are available, especially in times like this. I feel like the nurse case manager plays an extraordinarily important role in assisting the injured worker and navigating the healthcare uh, system. You know, we've we've already talked about uh, their ability to utilize the local healthcare knowledge and relationships to help uh, injured workers, uh, which really helps to uh, you know, access the right care efficiently and effectively. This is going to prevent claims from grinding to a halt, uh, which could have a negative impact on claims duration and overall cost. Uh, and the last thing I'll mention here is, you know, just given the economic conditions we're facing, I believe a job analysis is going to be more important than ever for return to work efforts. Uh, one of the things that a case manager can do is obtain a job analysis to assist the treating physician and to term in determining specifically what the injured worker can or cannot do. This will allow the case manager to work with the employer on return to work options, which could include either full release or uh, modified light duty. So, you know, in either way, this is helpful in progressing the claim forward. And it's really gonna help limit the impact uh, that the insurance company is gonna feel, uh, feel uh, relative to claims duration. And it sounds like the case managers are really thinking outside the box to be of service and be a real partner to both the employer as well as the injured worker. Um, what new strategies and tools are you seeing beyond the ones you've mentioned? Yeah, absolutely. So it starts with arming our team with the right resources. So for example, um, GenX clinical guidelines team, they just published proprietary guidelines for COVID-19 that are really unique to the workers' compensation industry. It incorporates extensive materials from expert resources such as the CDC, the World Health Organization, and provides a complete diagnostic treatment protocols and most importantly, duration of treatment timelines and red flags that may delay uh, return to work. So that's an incredible tool that our nurses have access to. The other thing is I'd like to have a call out to telepresence. Um, because we are an essential business, our nurses are still performing field case management as appropriate in sheltering states. However, in cases where a field uh, visit is not possible, the field case managers can schedule a telemedicine visit with the treating provider in order to maintain continuity of care. Um, we also use telepresence tools with our case managers to allow for a more personal engagement with the injured worker when face-to-face -face contact um, is not allowed. So those are some of the tools that, that we've given them uh, to really better perform their jobs. When you think about strategies, you know, we've already talked about how our nurses are facilitating care during COVID-19. Um, it's also important to note that our case managers are developing really a thorough understanding of each injured worker's situation and limitations. And I'll tell you, some of the limitations are extraordinary. And so this is where I would say creative thinking as well as empathy and compassion are needed. And I know that there's been a lot of discussion uh, in workers' compensation lately about empathy and compassion. And here's really a great example of that. Um, we had a case in which the injured worker was in ICU. So it was a catastrophic injury. Um, the injured worker's mother was extremely distraught because she was not able to see her daughter 
due to COVID-19 protocols at the hospital. And I know that we've seen many examples of that already on the news. Um, our case manager was able to contact the hospital and explain the situation. Um, the issue was taken to the ICU doctor who in turn went to the head of the hospital who made an exception, allowing the mother to see the daughter um, in ICU. So, you know, I, I just think this is a great example of empathy at work. And again, the great work that our uh, case managers are doing uh, out there. And it really speaks to the, the passion that all these caseworkers have for their profession and the people uh, in their care. It's very inspiring. And I, you know, we've all moved to a, a teleworld where we see each other on FaceTime or we're on the phone. And um, so I think we're all adjusting and adapting. And it sounds like uh, your team especially is going above and beyond. It's very inspiring. Absolutely. So kind of without having a crystal ball, of course, um, how do you think the pandemic will continue to affect the workers' comp industry? Um, let's say in the next six months, uh, everything's changing by the day, um, but I'd love to get your insights there. Yeah, I think you said it well. Everything's changing by the day. It's fluid. Uh, however, I think there's several impacts associated with COVID-19 that the workers' compensation industry will need to wrestle with, and I'll, I'll mention three of those. Uh, first, the industry will likely be facing an onslaught of COVID-19 claims. So we've dealt with infectious disease claims. Um, certainly, that's not new to workers' comp. However, the industry has not been required to manage uh, pathogenic viral claims on such a large scale. So, you know, while compensity will certainly be a question that uh, carriers will need to manage through, um, some states have already begun to weigh in on this topic, especially as it re relates to first responders and essential businesses. So it's my belief there's going to be a subset of claims that will be accepted as compensable. And it's really going to be interesting to watch the various state legislation and their interpretation of compensability as it relates to COVID-19 claims that were submitted under workers' compensation. I also think it's going to be really interesting to watch uh, litigation rates on claims as well. Um, I'd like to say, you know, for those claims that are deemed compensable, those COVID-19 claims, It'll be important that there's a good clinical triage process in place to understand the risks associated with each claim, as well as strong uh, clinical oversight. You know, um, from what we've read, from what we know, COVID-19 is extremely dangerous for in individuals who are comorbid or have at least one underlying condition. So, you know, while most cases are gonna resolve with very little treatment, there's gonna be a subset with lingering problems that could result in costly claims. Um, so that's the first area that, that I would say that's gonna be impacted uh, by the pandemic. The other area is around technology. So another big impact in the industry is the exploration of newer technology. Um, while I would say telemedicine and telerehab concepts have been around for some time, they have not been heavily adopted within workers' compensation. And now that the pandemic has uh, forced social distancing, we're, we're finding new ways to deliver care. While I believe we'll see a higher use of these tools moving forward, um, it's not the answer for all claims, especially for those that are more complex in nature. 
So I think actually one of the benefits of the crisis, if there is a benefit, is that the industry is beginning to understand the optimal use of these tools. Um, for example, there's been a lot of discussion as of late around virtual IMEs as a topic. And this is similar to telemedicine uh, as a tool in that the independent medical exam would be conducted via video. Um, the first obstacle is to understand which states would allow such an exam. Um, right now, there are only four states that will allow this. Um, the other issue is to determine the type of claims that may be most appropriate. So when we think like um, psych exams, you know, that might be uh, appropriate for virtual IME. Typical workers' compensation claims that require hands-on evaluation or study of range of motion may not be appropriate. Um, so I think, again, understanding how we're going to use these tools going forward in an optimal way will be uh, a, a great takeaway from the pandemic. And the last one I'll mention is really around uh, the impact on premiums. Uh, so an immediate impact the workers' compensation industry will experience is the drop in premium associated with the economic issues many businesses are facing due to COVID-19. Um, you know, while it's unknown how long the economic impact will be felt, and I know that there's a lot of forecasts that are already out there, uh, one thing's for certain, efficiency will be top of mind for many payers to think about. So, you know, how can I use technology, improve process, or business partners to achieve better claims outcomes more efficiently uh, than we have in the past? And uh, this may include things like the enhanced use of artificial intelligence to route appropriate cases for higher levels of clinical oversight or handling, or, you know, looking to improve virtual mailroom processes to expedite handling of medical bills and reports. And, and really using product integration to drive better results through efficiency. You know, um, I just do, I, I want to mention this, though. It's important, you know, while efficiency is, is going to be key to the payers, there is no substitute for expertise. Um, so it is about using the expertise in the most optimal manner. I do feel that technology and process can do that. And that's going to help, I think, the uh, insurance company find a better way to manage uh, cases in the future. So those are just some of the things I see as kind of the, the major impacts um, that are expected from the pandemic. It's, it's fascinating. Once again, we see where technology and the human touch come together in, in such a powerful way. And I think we're seeing that in a whole new light as we navigate the, the pandemic. So thank you so much, Pat, for your expertise for some of the stories that, um, that really make you feel good about the work we're doing. So much appreciated. Absolutely, thanks Shelley. And uh, we'll be back with uh, Empower for more podcasts. Uh, there's also great resources online. Pat mentioned uh, his guide and there's more on our website. So join us there and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Thanks again, Pat. This is Shelly Callahan powering down the Empower podcast by Mitchell. Join the conversation and read articles on our website, mitchell.com empower.